Today I would like to bring you a message. It's not a long message, but it, it's, it's kind of to the point. And if y'all have noticed the title of it, it's Lead Us Not Into Temptation, But Deliver Us From Evil. You know, that's, that, and I was looking at that, and you know, this here, and I got to doing a little studying on it, because I didn't, I mean, the scripture itself would lead us not into temptation. Well, we have to understand one thing. God never leads a person into temptation. What this is really saying is it leads us away from temptation. And that's the way the Jewish people would read it. And uh, it says, lead us not into temptation, but I'm going to read it, and deliver us away from temptation, and but also deliver us from evil. Now, he's talking about deliver us from the things that Satan has planned for us. That uh, You know, Satan's got an agenda there that every one of us are included in. Every one of y'all are on his list of who he wants to corrupt, who he wants to come against, and sometimes he does a pretty good job. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, but uh, each one of us, and whether we realize it or not, each one of us has an area in our life or a weakness in our life to where we're are kind of susceptible to certain sins. Where there's a weakness that man has. It's, for, it's, it's the old nature that is just still there. You know, it's, it's hard to get rid of that old nature. That old nature's had you for so long it don't want to give you up. And we still have to fight the things that we come out of, that we're still coming out of, and uh, the devil will still do things to make that old nature rise back up in us. Anger, envy, jealousy, and all that kind of thing. That is Satan rising that back up. You know, used to at one time, you might have been very vulnerable to to jealousy, to envy, uh, different things to make you want to do things that you don't want to do now, but yet sometimes the devil can make you so angry and so mad that some of that stuff still kind of comes out whether you want it to or not. It's still laying dormant in there, but there are certain things that, that makes it rise up in you. So we're going to fight that from now on. But God is with us. He is walking with us. He is looking after us. And... Uh, God, uh, here in uh, Hebrews 12.1, this sin I'm talking about, it's, uh, it's in 12.1 it says, it refers to it as the sin which, is so, which so easily ensnares or traps us. It's still that little sin in there that sometimes it wants to rise up and you still want to do some things. But we have to quench that. And the only way we can quench that it's through the Holy Spirit that's living in us. He can quench it. He can make it go away. But it's going to rise back up. And Satan is always going to come against you trying to tempt you into different things just like he did Jesus in the desert. You know, he came against Jesus. In, in, in the Bible, we see where he came against him three different times. And one of the times he come against him was the very first one you read about is Jesus had been fasting 40 days and 40 nights. So what did Satan hit him with? He figured, well, Jesus... You had not had nothing to eat or drink in 40 days and 40 nights. You're bound to be hungry. Well, what did he come against him with? He figured that would be a weakness in Jesus' area. He said, if, and again, he was trying to make Jesus even doubt who he was. He said, if you be the Son of God, take these rocks and turn them into bread. Eat them. I know you're bound to be hungry. 
See, he was trying to tempt Jesus into doing something. And Jesus was not going to be tempted into it. See, Jesus was still on a fast. He would have broke his fast if he would have done it. And we don't see that a lot of times, but he was still on his fast. It wasn't over yet because he was still in the desert. He was still being tempted. And that whole time, he was still fasting. And Jesus just simply looked at him and said, Satan, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. See, Satan came against him like he should have with the word of God. And that's the easiest way there is to defeat Satan in our life is by the word of God because Satan cannot stand up against God's word. So we need to get scripture down in us that when things start happening, we can come back at him just like Jesus did with the word of God. We just, Satan, it is written. And I'm standing on the promise of God and I will not fail him. And you know, and when we come against Satan like that, Satan really has no choice but to leave. But he, he will come back. And uh, so, and I, I was looking at several different translations about as the sin which so easily ensnares us or, or traps us. One translation called it the sin that so easily entangles us. Have you ever got outside doing something, get all tangled up in briars or something? That's kind of what some of this sin does. It like it entangles you. It tries to trap you. And while another translation called it the sin that so easily trips us up. So easily makes us make that mistake of failing. And then that, when we fail, there's only one thing we can do, and that's go before God and ask him to forgive us. And he says he will, and he will, if you'll come to him and mean it in your heart. Not just, well, I, somebody saw me do it. I guess I better go repent. No, God wants it from the heart. He don't want it fictitious, fake. He wants you to mean it, and he will restore you back. And, uh, and also, and James tells us in James 1.14 that each one of us is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires or lusts. When we are drawn away by our own desires, something that we really want, it's a whole lot easier to tempt us. A whole lot easier to make us do things. If you really want it, if that's a desire, you know, if, you know in the Bible it says to, to trust in the Lord, he will give you the desires of your heart. Well, what about this? Wouldn't that be a desire of the heart? Not really. The desire Jesus is talking about is his, you, we should have the same desire for our life that he has for us. A good life, a wholesome life, a holy life, living for Jesus, not for Satan and for the things of the world. So when we have desires, it should be to fulfill what Jesus wants for us and not for the selfish and reasons that we have for ourselves. Most of our own desires, if you'll think about it, are pretty selfish. It's all about us, nobody else, what I want. Me, me, me. And, and, and there's scriptures in the Bible that talk about me, me, me. And uh, we need to get away from that point and make it Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And uh, <clears throat> whether we realize it or not, hidden down in each one of us are areas of weakness that make us vulnerable, like I said, while I go to certain sins. Each one of us probably have weaknesses that you're probably still fighting today. You know that weakness that uh, for one person, it may be lust, a 
for another person. It could be envy or jealousy, like I said a while ago, and so on and so on. But each one of us has that little thing down there that would, would be so easy to tempt us if we, if we stayed in it. You know, God said he would, I'll, I'll read it to you in a minute, but God said that, that whenever we come into temptation, he will make a way of escape. Have y'all ever read that? I'm going to read it to you in just a minute. God knows what we're going through. And I'm going to read you something else in a minute. It said that Jesus was tempted in all ways as we are today, but without sin. Jesus was tempted just like you and me. He went through those same temptations that we go through. But he said he, he went through it without sin. He he didn't sin. He didn't go through with the temptation. The temptations never come to fruition. I mean, it just they, he cut them off. It didn't happen. And sometimes that's what we have to do. And I heard one preacher one time preaching, and he said, you know, temptation is awful hard. He says, and sometimes when God makes a way, that one way is to turn and run as hard as you can from what's tempting you. Don't sit there and go through it. Don't sit there and fight it. Leave. Don't do it. Go. Run away. He said that one of the easiest ways to get out of temptation is run from it and get away from it. If, if Okay, let me just put it like this. Say you're tempted to drink. Don't go into a beer joint. Stay away from it. Don't let them entice you into going in. Because when, oh, I'll be all right. I'm not going to drink it. I'll go in and sit down a minute. I'll have a Coke. I guarantee you when you come out, you've had a drink. Because Satan is going to hit you so hard in there. And he's going to come against you. So sometimes there are things we have to do in order to escape that temptation. And the Bible says that Jesus will make a way of escape. And... Uh, you know, here, in addition to our weakness, we can also learn in the book of Ephesians that Satan is very shrewd about he, how he does things. He's very trickery and cunning in the way he tempts us and attacks us. In Ephesians ch uh, chapter 6, verse 11, listen to what it says here. Paul calls it the devil's schemes, or what the devil has come up with to entrap us, to make us do different things. It says, here in Ephesians 6, 11, it says, put on the whole armor of God, God's protection on you, that you may be able to stand against the wiles, or same, that wiles is the same thing as schemes and tricks of the devil. He's got schemes to come against you. See, Satan knows your weakness. He knows what will trip you up. And if he gets that opportunity and, you're, and you, he can do that to you, he'll do it. So sometimes we have to know our own weaknesses and stay away from the point where those weaknesses can rise up in us. Because if, if you get that point, Satan's going to take it as far as he can. And don't think he won't. Even though temptation is powerful... It can be resisted and it can be defeated. Just like I said a while ago, when temptation comes and you're out there, don't tarry around that temptation. Don't toy with it. Get away from it. Leave. And I guarantee you what, you say, Bill, how do you know that? Because I've been there. I've been there. 
and there's just some things you have to just flat get away from and run. But in fact, you'll probably lose some friends. I did. You know, I had a bunch of friends that liked to do this and liked to do that, and I knew that wasn't what God wanted me to do. And they'd call me and say, hey, let's go do that. I said, I can't. I'm not going to do that. And after a while, I quit getting these phone calls because they knew I wasn't going to do it. And sometimes you have to just show Satan, Satan, I'm not going to do it. So you might as well go on down the road and bother somebody else. And, uh, and it works. You just, have to, you just have to make up your mind that you want to please God and not the world or the things in the world. Uh, I want to look at something here. I'm going to read a passage of Scripture. And there's three different things this Scripture tells us. And we need to, and I'm going to kind of point them out, but it's telling us three different ways to avoid or to get out or to bypass the temptation that Satan brings in our life. And now Paul wrote this. You know, Paul, even himself, he had problems himself. He had temptations. He had desires. He made mistakes, but he still loved God. He's kind of like David. But, uh, you know, Paul told us, he says, Look, I don't do those things I know I should do. And then here I go and do the things I know I shouldn't do. Paul was confessing, hey, I'm fighting it just like you are. And we said, we just have to be honest with ourselves. When things start coming against us, they said, Lord, you know this is a weak point in my life. Now, Lord, I need your hand on me. I need you to guide me. I need you to turn me around. Lord, you know my weakness. Satan knows my weakness. But, Lord, my strength lies in you. See, all our strength lies in God. And we have to sometimes just turn it over to God and let him take care of it. And, uh, but the scripture I want to read, it is, in, it is in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. Now this says a lot of what we've been talking about. About temptation, falling into sin. And that's why Paul wrote this, to enlighten us. Hey, you don't have to go through it. There's a way to escape it. So listen to what this passage says, and then we're going to kind of break it down. It says, and Paul is talking, he says, There has no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. It's common to all of us. Even Jesus went through it. There are certain sins out there that we're all susceptible to falling into. He says, What you're going through is not a strange thing, because all will go through it. And they do. And so he, he's saying here, now listen to this. It says, but God is faithful who will not suffer. That word suffer also means allow. When you see that word to suffer, translate it as allow. Now I'm going to read it like that. It says, uh, <clears throat> but, but God who is faithful who will not suffer or allow you to be tempted more than you are able God knows your breaking point. He knows where you're triggered at. He knows what you're going to do. But he says he will not allow. He will not. You know, God will set limits. 
I'm going to show you something in just a minute where he set limits. He set limits on Job, what Satan could do and what he couldn't do. And he's still doing that today. He's still, Satan is still under God's thumb. God is still in control. He's in, he's in charge. He's in command. He's number one. And Satan cannot come against God and, and, and defeat him. So it says right here, it says, but, he will, but God is who is faithful will not allow you to be tempted more than you are able. He's not going to let him tempt you to the breaking point, to where you're going to give in to Satan. But will, with the temptation, when that temptation comes, make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it and not sin. And who many of us, we don't know this scripture. We don't know that God has already set limits on what Satan can do to you, to your family. If they're walking with God, if they know God is Lord and Savior, God is watching over you. He can set limits on Satan and what he can do. Now, a lot of times, God allowed Satan to tempt Job. Sometimes, God will allow us to be tested, not tempted, but tested. God says in there that, that we cannot be tempted. He says, that, I'll read it here in just a minute. And uh, it says, but with the temptation will also, when the temptation comes, God will also make a way for you to escape. And that's what I said a while ago. Best, best way probably to, to escape is to turn and walk away from that temptation. Right then and there, don't let it keep eating at you. Don't let it keep dragging you and dragging you into that temptation. Walk away. Leave it. And it can't touch you. You're gone. You're out of its presence. And uh, I'm going to break this down. I said, many have faced this type of temptation and resisted it. No temptation has overtaken you except that which is common to man. In other words, you know, everybody goes through a temptation. What did I say when we first started? Each one of us has a weak point or a breaking point in us that we'll fall for certain temptations. And Satan knows what they are. And that's what he brings against you every time he gets a chance. In other words, our situation is not unique. It's not strange. Many, many go through it. We are not the only ones who have ever faced this type of temptation. Others have struggled with it and found victory. How do they find victory? Through the word of God. When, they, when Satan attacked them, they attacked Satan back with the word of God. Just like Jesus did. And that's what we have to learn to do. If we want to, if we want to escape temptation and things coming against us. And <coughs> Excuse me. And notice what I said. One of the other things says, God sets boundaries on how much he will allow us to be tempted. Many of us don't know that. But God sets boundaries on what Satan can do and what he can't do. But here it says, But God is faithful who will not allow or not allow you to be tempted he has set limits on how much you can be tempted. 
He's not going to let you be tempted to the breaking point if you're his child. He says, he will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able to handle. Each one of us know probably what we can handle and what we can't handle. Sometimes temptation in one is a lot stronger than in, in, than in another. So it depends on, on how strong that temptation is in you. See, Satan tries to make you believe that your temptation is way too great for you and you are too weak to overcome it. That's when you stand up to Satan with the Word of God. Satan, it is written. And, and you get you scriptures. And you get them down inside of you that when you become tempted, that you have a scripture down in you to come against Satan with. And Satan will flee. He will leave you. You know, and like I said here, Satan tells us, in Scripture tells us that God will not allow us to be tempted beyond our ability to resist that temptation. God knows exactly everything about you. He knows every weakness you have, what you're susceptible to accepting, what you will do, and what you won't do. He knows your heart. Sometimes he tests your faith. It's not God testing it. He knows how much faith you got. But sometimes God lets us see how much faith we got. You know, we talk about having faith. Sometimes we have to look and see or maybe even be tested for us to know what we can bear. Now, God already knows. But he says when you get to a certain point, I'll cut it off. I will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear or what you can accept. Uh, whenever you're tempted to sin, you need to remember that God is with you. How's God with me all the time? Through the Holy Spirit. See, the Holy Spirit's living on the inside of you right now. If you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that day you said, Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner. Forgive me. Come into my life and be my Lord and Savior. When he came, he brought the Holy Spirit and put him right in you. You have that Holy Spirit living in you whatever, wherever you go, whatever you do. You're never alone. What did he say? I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I'll always be with you. And he does that through the Holy Spirit. And I'll tell you what, I don't know what I'd do with that Holy Spirit. I don't. Because that Holy Spirit has corrected me so many times and turned me around from things. And uh, But whenever you're tempted, he's ready to help you and to help you overcome that temptation. And, you know, we know right now that Jesus is sitting at the right hand of God in heaven, right? Interceding for us. I'm going to read you a scripture here that we sometimes don't think about. And it is in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 14 through 16. And this is Jesus. Jesus is talking. Paul is telling us, but this is Jesus talking to Paul, telling him, Tell my people this. And uh, it says, Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, which is Jesus. Jesus, the Son of God, is passing. That's who he's talking about. He says, Let us hold fast to our profession. Our profession what? In God, our faith, our trust, our belief in who Jesus is and what he can do. For we have not a high priest 
which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, of our sins, the things coming against us, the things that we're going through. Now listen to what it says here. Who was in all points tempted just like we are, but yet without sin? See, when Jesus walked this earth, he had the same temptations that you and I have. He was tempted just like you and me. But he said he was tempted, but he was without sin. He didn't fall into the temptation. He knew what it was. And he avoided it. And he never sinned. You know, it's hard to believe that he, as much human as he was, he was still yet God, but he walked this earth, yet he never, ever sinned. People say, well, I don't know. You know, I read something one time, heard about stuff. Didn't he get angry? Did he drive a bunch of men out of a temple with whips and different things? I said, yes, he did. But I said, you know, there's a difference between anger and righteous anger. Righteous anger is when they start coming against the things of God, and you're straightening that out, and just being anger because of you. But Jesus said, you don't come into my father's house and turn it into a den of thieves. It was a righteous anger that Jesus had. And when we have a righteous... I know, I get mad. I do. I have to be honest with you. When I hear somebody use God's name in vain and stuff like that, a lot of times if I'm out, sometimes I'll say something to them. But that's an anger that rises up, but it's a righteous anger because of what they're doing, what they're saying, how they're just coming down and, and they're talking against my one, my only God that has died on a cross for me, that loves me, and he has, he has given me eternal life. And, I, you know, and sometimes when something like that happens, I have said things to people. And, they, oh, oh, and, you know, most of them say, I'm sorry, I didn't realize that's how I said that. And they started apologizing. And then I've had some that said, so what? And I said, well, you're going to find out if you keep that attitude up. You know, so. Uh, but he says that he was tempted in all points, just like we are. He went through, he was probably tempted with lust. There was prostitutes all around him. Many served him. He was tempted, gluttony, always wanting to eat. You know, everything that you're tempted with, Jesus says, I was tempted in like ways. He walked this earth as a human being. He walked this earth in a human form. So all the things that come against us came against him. But yet he was without sin because he didn't do it. And it says here in verse 16, <coughs> Let us therefore, let us now, when we're hit with these temptations and things, let us there come boldly or with confidence unto the throne of grace. Come to the throne of God that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. He says, I'm sitting here. I'm waiting for you. You need me? I'm here. Come to me. Come boldly to me. Come with confidence that I will hear you, that I will accept what you're asking, and I will do it, and I will bring you out of that temptation that you're going through. And many of us fail to, when we get in a bind, to run to God. He says, come to me. Come to me. I know what's happening. I know what you're going through. 
But whenever temptation comes, God will provide a way of escape. He's telling us, when it comes, I will provide you a way of escape. But with the temptation that comes, God will make a way of escape that you may be able to bear the temptation. It can come against you, but you're not going to do it. <coughs> and we need to remember that God, like I told you a while ago, God has set limits on how much Satan can attack you. You know, I thought maybe Satan just had a free hand. No, he does not, according to the Bible. God is still in charge. He is still over Satan. Satan still has to do what God commands. And what I told you a while ago, I want us to look at Job chapter 1, verse 12. I, you know, Job was dealing with some things, and here all of a sudden, here comes Satan. Now, this is what happens. He said, And the Lord said unto Satan, He was talking, he, matter of fact, God asked Jesus, asked Satan about the different things that uh, he'd allow and he wouldn't allow. He's, and uh, he looked at Satan and said, Satan, have you ever considered my servant Job? Have you ever tried to come against him? And Satan said, well, I can't come against Job. You've got your hedge of protection around him, and I can't touch him. And Jesus said, I'm going to move that hedge of protection. Because Jesus knew in, Job, in Job's heart how faithful he was. And this is uh, what Jesus tells, tells us, Satan. And the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, all that he has, Job, is in your power. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put I'm gonna put you over Job. He's gonna be in your power. But only upon himself you cannot put your hand. He said, You can't touch him, you can't kill him. You can come against him. But God already made it clear you cannot touch him. You cannot kill him. You can come against him, but that's it. And he said and, and God said but only upon himself do not put forth your hand. In other words, Satan could not be killed. I mean, just Satan could not kill Job. God set a limit on what Satan could do. And God is still setting limits today. Maybe you've gone through some stuff and all of a sudden it just kind of disappeared. It didn't happen. It didn't come to fruition like you thought it would. I wonder why. Because God had set a limit. That you could only be tempted so far and so much, and that was it. And you come out of that without falling into that temptation, without sinning. Just like when Jesus walked this earth, he said he walked it. He went through everything you went through, but he went through it without sin. So God is still watching over us too. And so whenever we are tempted, we need to remember that God has already set a limit on how much he will allow us to be tempted. And therefore, you can have the victory. You can have the victory over Satan because God is, 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 is he's already buying Satan on how much he can tempt you. So what should you do whenever you experience temptation? What did we say a while ago? We use the word of God, just like Jesus did. Look at what the Lord told us to pray every day in Matthew 6.13. Now the Lord give us a, this is also known as the Lord's Prayer. 
But Jesus, when one of the disciples asked him, Lord, teach us to pray. Teach us how to pray. Well, he showed them some way. He said, no, you don't have to pray just like this. But this is just an example. He said, lead us not into temptation or deliver us from temptation and, to, and also deliver us from evil. Do not let us fall into that temptation that we will fall and fail you, but deliver us from the evil one. And, he's, and he's, that's, that's something we should pray every day is, is to be led away from temptation and to be led out of evil, that we do not fall into it. And another translation says, do not let us yield to temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. At the beginning of each day, when we get up in the mornings, I think this, we, should, we should pray for victory <coughs> over the temptation that's going to come against you. Probably every day in your life, you have temptation coming against you. You have things coming against you. Most of us know where we are. We know where we're vulnerable. And therefore, we ought to just pray for these special things in our life that we're susceptible to. Lord, do not let me fall. Do not let me get around these things that can make me fall. Do not let me get around these things that will tempt me. But Lord, deliver me from those things and set my foot on solid ground that I will walk the path that you set forth before me. And, uh, but there is, there, you know, every one of us have those areas of our lives that's a weak point. Somewhere you've been, something you've done, something that kind of got a hold of you, that if you let it keep getting a hold of you, it's just going to entangle you in more and more sin. You have to learn where the point is. You have to stop and turn and walk away and not let it come up on you. You know, I said something a while ago. The Bible says that God tempts no man. But sometimes he subjects them to trials to test their faith. But he does not set temptation. He says that God cannot be tempted, therefore God does not tempt man. But he will let us sometimes go through some tests. So we can see where we stand with him. Are we solid? Are we on solid ground? Are we trusting in God? Are we believing in God? Are we counting on God to take us away and deliver us from the things that come against us? You know, many people have said Christianity is a crutch. You just want to use God to help you get through everything. I do. I want God to help me get through things. Because there's a lot of things that without God I can't get through. But with God's hand on me, I can get through anything. Whatever comes against you, if God's hand's on you and he's guiding you and he's leaving you, leading you through that, you're going to make it through it. So just remember, when temptation comes, if it's possible, just walk away from it. Don't entertain it. Don't fool with it. But leave it. And that way it can't bother you. Maybe, I'm going to ask the band if they would to come up. But where it said that God tempts no man. God does not tempt us. Sometimes he will test us. But God cannot be tempted. And he says, therefore, I tempt no man.
I don't bring you into temptation. That's the evil one. That's Satan, not me. So we have to know the difference between trials, temptation, and tests. And we'll learn that as we go through life. So I'm going to ask the band, if they will, to, to, to play. And if, 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 if there's something in your life that you just need to ask God to touch you, to remove, or to help you get through, we have altars up here that uh, you can come to and pray and ask God for His help. Uh, if you got something you just want to pray about, if, you got, if you're going through something and you just feel like, I just need to pray about this, if you'd like, I'll be down front. I'll be glad to stand in agreement with you that God will touch you and help you get through whatever you're going through. For you know what God said? We're two or more gathered in His name. His presence is there. So God's always with us. So I'll ask them to, to, if they will, to play. And if you need a, if you have a need, we have altars, or I'll be down front, and I'll be glad to pray with you.